Welcome back to the Brendan Fitness and Money Podcast, where we discuss small and significant changes you can make to get real results with your fitness and your money. How do we do that? We leverage our sweat and spreadsheets to smash our goals. We accept the hard work and ignore the hype, and we focus on the fundamentals and forget the fluff. Hey, last night was a pretty fun mile in the running one mile per day for 30 days challenge. I ran a mile in my kitchen. Yes, that is as ridiculous as it sounds, but it had to happen. So we'll discuss that today and plans for the future. Hey, if you're new here, my name is Brendan and I appreciate you listening in. I've been doing this challenge, which is running a mile per day for 30 days. Obviously, a lot of people can run a mile. I don't expect you to be impressed hearing that this is happening. The point of it is really just to develop my own self-discipline and my own commitment to show up and do some work every day. And it's, I think it's doing that. I think we're accomplishing that. I think it's worthwhile. I would challenge you, if you're not already working out every day, to find some kind of like simple exercise and just try and do it every single day for 30 days. I think you'll grow. It's really good. Okay, so what happened last night? I'm home. We have a small child at home, and I'm the only adult there. So it's getting later and later and later. I really wanted to run, but I obviously can't leave a baby home alone. Like that doesn't work. So I was thinking about different people like um, here in Arizona, there's a guy named Jamil Curry. I don't know exactly how to say your name. If you ever hear this, Jamil, I, I apologize. And they'll organize these kind of strange like running events and races either in their backyard or he's actually like the head guy over Aravipa running, which is this big internationally known like running group and race organization. They just got a new office and they literally installed a tiny little running track on the roof of their building. Like it is really strange. If you want to see it, just Google Aravipa running rooftop track. And I'm sure it'll show up. It was on their social media and stuff, but they've had races up there. Like it's tiny. I don't remember exactly how, how big it is like distance wise, but picture, you know, an Olympic track, but like the size of a swimming pool. I mean, it's literally that small and they actually had someone come out. I don't know who these people are who do this kind of thing, but someone came out and certified it. They measured the actual distance so that if you had a race there, it would like, it would count. It would be official in some way. Like this is legit. We've measured it. This is a real track with a certified distance so funny but like in the world of a global pandemic we just kind of do weird stuff now like that's almost what's normal is to find a crazy way to work out at home or or a new way to think about stuff and so i was kind of thinking along those lines i guess you could say so i'm home with a baby i can't go outside and run i actually considered running around the backyard which that could be a good option for the future because baby monitor still works within that range But instead of doing that, I went, well, let's just try the indoor run. Like it's air conditioned in here. It's pretty nice. I'll put on my shoes and we'll just take some laps around the kitchen. Our house is not a giant house. Despite pursuing financial independence, despite saving and investing a lot, we don't have some giant house. And it's not really a despite those things. It's because of those things being a priority, we didn't prioritize buying a giant house. So our biggest room is barely over 20 feet long, which I mean, Hey, we're in the first world. That's still a big room. 
I, I grabbed some masking tape, some blue typical like painter's tape, measured out 20 feet, put it on the ground, and then divided that by 5,280 feet, which is one mile. I knew that 264 reps wouldn't be that bad, like to run back and forth, but that's still a decent amount. So I grabbed the GoPro, hit record, and started running. And I, I think I approached it like this is basically just going to feel like walking back and forth in the house the whole time. Like what's the, it's not, what's the point the point is to get the work done, get the mileage done and to make it happen. But it was kind of like, this isn't really going to be a physical effort. It's just going to be like walking back and forth to the fridge too many times. It actually ended up feeling like I was running. I mean, I was running, but it's kind of this weird like mental trick because you can never get up to speed. Like there's no possible way outside of like sprinting back and forth, you know, like you're training in a basketball camp or something to really build up any significant speed. So you're kind of like fast walking, slow jogging, maybe like four steps, five steps, and then turning around and coming back. It's like, okay, it's probably more steps than that because it's 20 feet. So like seven steps, but it's kind of funny because you go, huh? Well, I've been doing this for a while and I'm only a hundred in. It actually ended up taking me 20 minutes and 32 seconds to finish this mile. And I was for sure going to lose count. So I had to grab a piece of cardboard and a marker. And then like every 10 reps, I would write down whatever number I was on because I just knew, Hey, I'm going to absolutely positively lose count here. So it was kind of a funny thing. It was uh, more difficult than I expected. Took longer than I expected. I was nice and sweaty afterwards. My average heart rate data showed that I was way, way, way less stressed than running outside, which kind of makes sense because a 20 minute mile is basically a brisk walk. So your heart rate shouldn't get up very high. Um, for comparison, my normal mileage has been outside kind of an 830 ish mile pace. And my heart rate will kiss the like 190 area, which is too high. I mean, I'm not in great shape. Only been doing this for 27 days, running a mile a day. But in comparison, last night, my heart rate was like 145 total, you know, at the at the peak. So not terribly high, not a high level of exertion, not going to receive a, a bunch of aerobic benefit from it. But it was more about, let's find a creative way to solve this problem. Let's keep going. Let's find a way and I think that's one of the great benefits that I've seen. One of the few perks I've seen uh, people coming out of the pandemic, hopefully we're coming out of it, with this kind of new way of looking at things. How do I have a creative solution to this problem that is right in the way? We just can't approach things the same way we used to. So how do we find a way around this? And for me, it was running a mile indoors. So it's kind of a funny thing, kind of an odd challenge. And I don't intend on really doing it ever again. I mean, if I can avoid it, I would rather not do it again. I think I will try the backyard mile because that would be a lot less turning and a, a much wider arc. I was essentially doing a U-turn going back and forth in the kitchen where the backyard allows for a lot more space, which would be nice. But I just wanted to uh, share the experience there. I wonder if you've ever done anything like that. If you've ever attempted something as weird and and strange as running a mile in your kitchen. <laughs> but um, I haven't really given a great introduction to my YouTube channel, to this podcast, to this whole kind of community that I would like to build in general. 
and that is based on those kind of factors that I said initially in the front of this episode. So I think the difference that I want for this group and for my content and for anyone who's going to listen to this is you've, you've, you're one of two things. You have either been burned by diets, get-rich-quick schemes, all that kind of like shortcut kind of mentality or you know someone who's been burned by it and you've actually taken steps backwards because of it or you've not yet been burned but you understand that this is not the way to do it and you need to find a wise kind of sustainable way to grow as a person with your money and with your personal fitness goals, whatever those are. I'm not super specific into any one particular area of fitness. Um, I don't think that it's really wise to go too hard in one direction because then you can kind of compromise overall. But if you're like bound and determined to be a bodybuilder, I think that the content overall still makes sense for you. If you're bound and determined to be a a 245 marathoner, again, I still think it makes sense to you because the point is that we're showing up every day and we're doing the work. So for you, that work will look different. Like I'm not giving training plans out. I'm just recommending general activity levels. What you need to do for your goals will be specific for your situation. But the point is that we go, overall, what's the biggest benefit in life? It's showing up. It's just being present, being there, doing the work, and participating because you, there's no way you can experience any results without showing up and doing the work. So that's the most of the emphasis here. And that applies really well to the personal finance side of things too, because for example, um, similar to exercising, I would say investing is like the exercising of your money. So if I decide I want to get in good physical shape, but I never exercise, well, there's, it's kind of a, a losing equation. You know, there's no possible way that I can get in good shape without exercising. It's just a prerequisite for what that means. You can get skinnier or you can get kind of bigger. You can change small amounts of body composition by eating differently or sleeping differently or whatever. But ultimately, it's the exercising that promotes the growth and that makes the changes happen. Investing is that for your money. So I know that it can be really like daunting and complicated, and there's a whole other language associated with investing. But I think the same discipline that can get you up out of bed, get you out outside on a walk or to the gym or whatever that is, and just putting in the time and energy to get that exercise done is the similar kind of discipline that it takes to learn enough about investing, to learn enough about budgeting and whatever else you need to get set up to get that ball rolling too. I think that those two things are actually fairly connected because of that similar level of discipline and that participation need that it's mostly just showing up. It's mostly like, hey, can I just not spend all of my money and then set an auto deposit every month to go to this investment or to go to my 401k or whatever it is you're working on to go over uh, to that debt collector and pay off that debt. And the overall focus here for the money side is really just to get more financially secure, to get more steps towards financial freedom, and to potentially have the option of retiring early. I don't want to prioritize retirement to the extent that we de-emphasize today. I was talking to somebody today about their retirement and kind of 
what they've done with their life and and their goals looking forward and working less. And I think I had this distinct pang of fear that said, you know what, A, I don't want to be as old as this person is before I retire or have the option to retire. But B, I don't want to wait and hold my breath for some ethereal, imagined, like better state of being in retirement. Like we need to be living the life that we want to live today. And I don't mean that in a material sense, like I really want a yacht today and a Corvette and, and a, you know, personal jet. Like, I don't think those are the things that actually add the quality of life that we seek. And studies show that after you make like $75,000 a year, money over and above that doesn't drastically increase your happiness. It's like tiny little increments. So I don't think what we need to be shooting for is like get rich as fast as possible so that we can retire so that now we can start living. I think part of this too is understanding some gratitude along the way that, that we get to be in the position where our bodies work, we can exercise. That's a gift. We have jobs, we have income, we have the ability and the space and the freedom to think about that, to invest it, like that's something to be grateful for. This is a big gift to be in this position, to be so comfortable and so safe to choose self-improvement. Like we're not so focused on survival that that's our main, you know, effort. That's our main brain drain. We're, we're surviving. Bills are getting paid. We're figuring things out. How do we get to that next level of health and financial health? So I think for a lot of people, regardless of wherever you're starting, it's a simple process of just what's the next step. I had a conversation with a friend years ago now, years and years and years ago. And he had always struggled with fitness and his weight and kind of wanting to exercise, but never having enough motivation to do that consistently. And he was honest enough with me, which I appreciated to say some kind of comment like, well, but you're skinny or you don't have to worry about this the way I do or whatever, something like that. Like as if I was at the finish line and he was still at the starting line. And I really had to think about that because I felt like I didn't agree with the comment, but I also understood where he was coming from. Like he had this battle ahead of him that it seemed like I was already absolved from either by genetics or by the past choices or whatever. And that I couldn't, I couldn't be in that journey with him. And the resolution that I came to was, you know what? We all have an obligation to start wherever we're starting from, to take the hand that we're dealt and to grow from there. So I think that just because I'm relatively skinny by nature, it doesn't mean I'm absolved from exercise because oh, check the box off. I'm skinny. Like it doesn't work like that. Or if you're already strong and other people are exercising to become strong, oh, check the box off. I'm already done. I don't, I don't have to exercise now. Like, I think that we have an obligation to be the best people that we can be. And so for me, I had a starting point that's different from his starting point. I won't even say it's ahead or behind because that implies a kind of linear trajectory of good and bad, right and wrong here and there. That, that's not how health and fitness works. And that's not even how money works. But what I think it is, is, you know what? We both need to be doing this. It's healthy for us. It's healthy for things that you can't see. 
like organ function and brain function, cardiovascular systems, like that is reason enough to exercise, let alone the potential physical representation of that manifesting itself in less body fat or nice looking arms or something, you know, silly and and fickle like that. We've all got an obligation to do this together, to grow together, to be healthy together. So if I start and I can run further than you or lift more weight than you or less, that that's really kind of besides the point. The point is that we're here and we're doing this together. So whether you are a hundred pounds overweight and $200,000 in debt, or you've already got a six pack and you've run 10 marathons and you have $500,000 in cash and don't know how to invest it, wherever you are on both of those spectrums, I think that we can grow together because the goal is from our starting point, how do we get to be the people that we really want to be? How do we optimize our life in a way that makes sense and get stronger together? Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. If you want any more info about this, I have a blog and that's at Abacus fitnessandmoney.com. That was before kind of a branding change where I changed from Abacus Fitness to Brendan. I wanted you to know who I am. I wanted you to identify with me. So I changed it to my name, but the old web address is still there. It's still Abacus Fitness and Money. And that's like the counting tool, Abacus, A-B-A-C-U-S. So if you like written word, then there's that for you. If you prefer something a little more dynamic, I'm really focusing on YouTube content as well. So I'm actually making a YouTube video per day for this series of running a mile a day. And that's partially why these podcast episodes have been stretched out. So if you've enjoyed these podcasts and are counting on more, I apologize for the lack of podcasts thus far, but there's generally more consistent content there on YouTube. So that YouTube channel is Brendan Fitness and Money. And also my Instagram, which is where the vast majority of the action and the kind of behind the scenes stuff happens. That's Brendan Fitness and Money also. But there's a there's an underscore after Brendan. So Brendan underscore fitness and money. Again, I appreciate you. Thank you for listening. We'll see you on the next one.